was looking for an apartment. Last time I went to the park there. <laughs> All right. I'm from Brooklyn. Right? Okay. 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 So, if you have a choice um, between going to a Jewish court and a non-Jewish court, you may uh, weigh your options and think that maybe it's better to go to the non-Jewish court because you have a better chance there. Uh, but the Torah says, these are the laws in this week's Torah portion. These are the laws you shall place before them. And the Talmud interprets the words before them that you are obligated to always go to a them, the Jewish court, and you can't go to a non-Jewish court. What if the non-Jewish court has the same system as the Jewish court and they'll have the same rulings as the Jewish court? Still, the Talmud says, these are the laws you should place before them, before the Jewish court, and not the non-Jewish court. You have to go to the Jewish court anyways. That's one interpretation of the words, these are the laws you shall place before them. There are two others. Another explanation is, Chaim, Chaim, I sound like a frog a little bit, yeah? Chaim. Dave, you want to take a, take a tea or a coffee? No, I'm fine. I okay. have coffee at home, thank you. It says, they should place the laws before them. It says the Talmud, when you teach them in Torah, you have to al-haras upon them. You have to, you have to give a reason to what you're telling the person. You can't just dictate and say, this is what it is. You have to Show him the reason, show him an explanation. Let him appreciate what's going on. Don't, don't just um, dictate. Put it in front of him. Put it in front of him. Give him a reason. Let him, let, him, let him relate to it. Let him understand it. Let him appreciate it. Don't just, don't just, uh, don't just be in propaganda. There's a third explanation of these words. The word tasim, which means to place, the Talmud Yerushalmi says, is related to the word sima, which means treasure. And the, um, a, a hidden treasure. So there are different meanings of the word hidden treasure. One interpretation of hidden treasure is it's referring to the hidden parts of the Torah. Another interpretation is it's referring to the hidden parts of ourselves, our own hidden treasures. And the Torah is telling us that um, we've, we have to also not only explore um, uh, the Torah with our mind and our hearts, we also have to explore the Torah with our hidden treasures, with our inner self, our inner world. It shouldn't just be stuff that we do. Is the front door opened? Who is the last? It shouldn't just be stuff that we do, but it has to be done with our inwardness, with our deeper, deepest self. That's, that's, those are the three interpretations. Is the door opened? Yeah, thank you. Okay, good. So... So the, the, there's a general rule. Whenever you find um, three explanations of one passage in the Torah, they're connected to each other. Like, um, for example, there's a law in the Torah, you're not allowed to have, now wear clothing, which is a mixture of wool and linen. Define mixture. What's mixture mean? So the Hebrew word in the Torah for mixture of wool and linen is shotness. So the Talmud says, what's shotness? The Talmud says that shotness is made up of three words, uh, three interpretations of shotness. One is shua, tavi, and the other is nus. Either comb together, twine together, 
uh, woven together in the, in the conclusion of the Talmud is it has to have all three. It has to be combed together and twined together in order for it to be considered shan. It's not enough just to, if it just has one. So in a similar way, whatever you see in the three interpretations of Torah, they must have something in common. So you have to understand what's in com- what, what do these three interpretations have in common? Go for Jewish courts. Two, um, don't just keep Torah with your externally, superficially used to keep Torah with your, with your treasure, with your innermost self. And third, and when you teach Torah to someone, let them understand them. Give them a reason for what they're learning. So what's the connection between these three explanations? We also need to understand there are three kinds of laws in the Torah. There are laws which we, which we would have figured out even if there wasn't the Torah. The Talmud says we would, we would have learned honesty from an ant and modesty from a cat even if the Torah wouldn't have, wouldn't have been given. So, so, so there's some things we would know without Torah. Then there's things the Torah says. Once the Torah says it, we can explain it. They're called testimonies. Like we put on tefillin, we're testifying to how God took us out of Egypt. Um, we keep Shabbos, it testifies that God created the world in six days, the rest of the seventh. And then there are laws which are super rational, called chukim. So which laws does the Torah say that we have to um, explain to our students? Which laws are the ones the Torah says that you have to keep those laws with your treasure, with your deepest self? The laws that make sense, the mishpat, and the laws we would have figured out on our, on our own. Which that seems to be um, self-understood, meaning... The laws of the Torah, which are, um, which are uh, super rational, those are the laws which we wouldn't have expected the Torah, the Torah to expect us to, to explain them to people, to teach our students what they mean, do them, to do them, um, uh, because, because those are laws are super rational. The laws that make sense, why does the Torah have to emphasize by these laws specifically, do these laws in a way that, explain these laws to your students in a way that they get it. The law, the first explanation, go to Jewish courts. Okay, that, that explanation fits very well with Mishpatim because if the Torah is giving us a law about um, super rational laws or edus or testimony laws, I understand the non-Jewish courts aren't going to be very helpful. But if the Torah is giving us only a law about, about um, a rational law that, that, that the non-Jewish courts also educate, then I need the Torah to tell me, okay, so you think you can go to a non-Jewish court? The Torah says, no, go to a Jewish court. I need the Torah's instruction for the laws that make sense in regards to the first explanation. But in regards to the second explanation, the Torah is telling me to explain the laws to my students. When do I need to be told that? When, when wouldn't I have known that? The Torah, and the truth is that even the laws that, um, that are super rational, the Torah expects us also to um, relay them to our students in a way that they'll understand it. What does that mean? Some people, some people think like this. How are we supposed to approach these super rational laws? Some people approach them like this. Hashem is a great genius. He has a reason. He's, he is um, way far smarter than I am. And if, he, if this reason can't be understood by, by mortal man, it must be a genius reason that human beings can't understand. It must be so deep and so profound that people can't get it. That's not the correct approach to Chukim. We're supposed to keep chukim because God said so, because this is the will of Hashem. And yet, we're also supposed to understand not the, that there must be a reason. We should know that. We should know that too. We should also know that there's a higher reason than the higher world. That's true. But 
when the Torah says to explain it to your students what the, what, and to make them understand that what it means is that our devotion to Hashem should be so deep that it should make sense to us that we have to follow the laws of Hashem super rationally. It, make, it should make sense to us to have this kind of obedience. When, when the Torah says that the, there is a law that's super rational, the Torah says, this is my law, you have no permission to think about it. Now, no permission to, to violate it, I get. What does the term mean, don't have no permission to think about it? Our, our mind thinks about all kinds of things. Don't th- I mean, there are things that we're not supposed to think about, and the Torah says, push them away from your mind. It's something you shouldn't think about. You're thinking of deficiency of another person. It if When deficiency arises in your mind about someone else, you should push it away like smoke, like smoke, like thoughts of idolatry, adultery, and murder to be mixed together. It's such a terrible thing to think bad about someone. So you should push it away. So here the Torah doesn't say just push it away. The Torah says it shouldn't enter your mind. It shouldn't enter your mind questions about the super-rational laws. Why shouldn't it enter my mind? I, I, it would make sense that it would enter my mind. I should push it away. But the Torah says no. It shouldn't enter your mind. Why shouldn't it enter your mind? Because your devotion to Hashem should be so deep that it's your mind itself... Um, it resonates with your mind that this is the way it's supposed to, you're supposed to follow Hashem's rules even though they don't fit into moral logic. Your devotion to Hashem should be, our approach to the mitzvahs have to be in a way that, um, that, that, the Rebbe put it this way, the previous Rebbe said it as well, Hasidim have this, this nature that they do, that even the acceptance of the yoke of Hashem is with joy. Even with the yoke of Hashem, it's not about, it's not something which, which, which makes sense to me, but it's because it's something that's coming from Hashem, therefore it's, it's done with the greatest joy. And it, it permeates our, our being, that, that we're so happy to do this, that we don't have to know why. We don't need to know why. It doesn't enter my mind to question it because... I'm, I'm so devoted to Hashem that, that, that it, it makes perfect sense to me that whatever Hashem wants me to do, I need to do. So, so the mitzvahs which are, um, are uh, super rational, those would be the mitzvahs I'd expect the Torah to tell me, okay, those mitzvahs you have to explain to your students. Um, but the mitzvahs which are rational, of course you have to explain them to your students. And then the third explanation, what's the third explanation? The third explanation is do them, these mitzvahs deeply. Do them with your, lifnehem, in front of them also means inside them. Let it be inside them. Let it be deep. Which mitzvah requires you to dig deeper? A mitzvah which makes sense, you don't have to dig deeper. You don't have to use your, you don't have to use your treasure house for it. And, and yet the Torah says that even the mitzvahs which make sense, you have to dig deeper, you have to use your treasure. You have to go deep inside yourself. A mitzvah which is super rational, that, that, that's a natural place which I would have to gravitate to to find something deeper in myself to fulfill them because I don't get them. But a mitzvah which makes sense to me, why do I need the treasure? What, is it, what does the treasure even do over here? Um, how, how do I access that treasure if it's something which is, which is logical? I, I'm naturally in, in touch with it. I'm honoring my father and mother because that makes sense. That resonates with me. Um, coming to say Kaddish, my father's yard site, it resonates. I'm supposed to. That's that's and that's a normal thing to do. What does the Torah mean when it says these mitzvahs should also be done with sima, with your treasure, with your deeper self? So to understand all this, look, look at the first letter of the Sikh Torah portion. First letter of the Sikh Torah portion is a vav, and the Talmud says that the word letter vav is meant to connect. 
connect this week's Torah portion to the Torah portion we just read yesterday. What's yesterday's Torah portion about? It's about the Ten Commandments. So in the Ten Commandments, we have different categories. We have the first two commandments, which are, I talk about the pr- most profound meaning of Hashem's truth. The first commandment is believe in one God. Do not have any other gods, which also has a, more depth to it. It means you shouldn't consider any force in the world to have any, to be, any, to, to be anything, shouldn't consider any entity in the world to exist other than Hashem. Don't have any other gods means that there, there is no other, no, no other thing besides Hashem. Hashem is the only reality. So the, the first two commandments are very profound. The latter commandments, don't kill, don't steal, those are very logical. But the Torah puts them all together in one group. Why? Because the Torah wants us that even, though, even the mitzvahs which are logical to us, even the mitzvahs which make sense to us, we shouldn't do them merely because they make sense. We should do them because Hashem said to do them, because of our profound appreciation for Hashem's truth. It shouldn't just be because, because it makes sense, it should be, it should be deeper. The previous Torah put it this way. He says, people think that, you, that the, the best approach to, to Judaism is that the mitzvahs which we don't understand we should approach with the same excitement as mitzvahs that we do understand. He says, that's not, that's, that's, that's not the optimum way of approaching Judaism. The optimum way of approaching Judaism is that the mitzvahs that we do understand, we should, do, we should perform them with the same kind of energy as mitzvahs which we don't understand. Because mitzvahs which we don't understand, again, we're forced to summon within ourselves this, this obedience to Hashem, because Hashem said so. So the, the Torah lumps together in the Ten Commandments, the first two commandments, and the last commandments, belief in, the, in the Hashem and don't kill, to tell us the reason we shouldn't kill, the reason we shouldn't steal. It shouldn't just be because it's logical to us, it should be because of our, our connection to Hashem. It, that connection should pervade our, our, our whole approach to life, even the things which, are, which seem to be very, um, very normal and very, very logical and very... Just have a reflexive attitude to them. Those also should be done with the with the deepest underst- uh, 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 connection to Hashem, because Hashem said so. Okay, so now that we have established that the mitzvahs which we do understand also involve our treasure, also involve our deepest self, our neshama, because we have to do those mitzvahs too, because Hashem said so. This will help us understand the other two things: why the Torah tells us about these mitzvahs specifically. Um, Okay, this, let's go now to understanding the Torah's putting together mishpatim, um, putting together these, these three things. Again, go before Jewish courts, not before non-Jewish courts. When you teach Torah to your students, let them understand it. And the third explanation, there's not just, don't just perform Torah mitzvahs externally, Perform terminus with your treasure, with your deepest self. What's the connection between all these, three, all, these, all these three points? All these three points are, are really one idea. That Hashem wants us to keep terminus with our deepest self. With our nesham. He wants us to put our nesham into what we're doing. When you put your nesham what you're doing, so then even a mitzvah which is logical, the logic in you that says do the mitzvah isn't because of your... Um, your natural affinity to it, because oh, it, it's honoring my father and mother, I get that, it's, it's about being honest, I get that. Rather, it's supposed to be done in a way that your logic itself is, is, is dictating you to perform the mitzvah because Hashem said so. Just like the laws of chukim, we said before that you're doing the mitzvah of chukim because Hashem said so, and your logic itself says you should. Is the door open? 
Okay. In a similar way, why are you going to a Jewish court, not to a non-Jewish court? What's the reason you're going to the Jewish court? You're going to the Jewish court because you want to connect to Hashem. You want to do the mitzvah of Hashem. If it was just about getting the result, about, about, about figuring out the dispute, it doesn't matter how, where you go. Go to the Jewish court, non-Jewish court, you have the same result. But because it's about you performing your mitzvahs with your oitzer, with your treasure, with your deepest self, so what connects your deepest self? The words of Hashem at Mount Sinai. And that's also the way you should teach a Torah to a student and the way you should understand the Torah. It shouldn't be because it's logical. It should be because it's logical to follow the will of Hashem. It should be in a way that the optimum way of performing even mitzvahs that are logical is that I'm doing them because I know Hashem because God told me to keep these mitzvahs. My logic says I should follow the will of Hashem. And, and, and this is the, um, um, the message the Torah has for us this week. That whatever we just become now from the celebration of giving the Torah, Mount Sinai, learning about, the, about that, that incredible moment, the Torah says that moment should continue. We shouldn't just think about that moment where we sit before Hashem, where we said what we'll do before we understand as, as, as the optimum and that as, as, as unique. But every time, everything we're doing, Hashem wants us to do every mitzvah with our whole entire being. If a person thinks about all the meanings of a mitzvah, doesn't do them, they haven't done a mitzvah at all. Conversely, even if you are able to have an understanding of the deepest or Kabbalistic secrets of mitzvah, and, 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 um, you, and you don't do them, you don't think about the Kabbalistic secrets, just, just perform the mitzvah physically, you don't think about any deeper reason, you've done the mitzvah. So a mitzvah could be done and just by physically doing it without anything deeper. But the Torah tells us, Tosim, Lashem Oitzer, Sima, that Hashem wants us to uh, not just perform them physically, but to, but to connect to our neshama in whatever we do. And that's what I want to share today. Any, any questions or comments or criticism? Yes? Yes. Huh? Over. What? Ooh. Um, what? I don't remember.